Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. I'm your host, Eric Wenzel, as always. If you're new here, Feeding Curiosity is through conversation that we can aim to live better, either by books, tactics, routines, you name it, we try to understand it because we have to learn from each other to figure out how to best behave in the world. And with that, this conversation is with returning guests, Jordan Chris, one of my oldest and best friends. And he's been on the podcast many times and most recently with our discussions around the Last of Us series. I thought it was time that in 2023, we should sit down and have one of our normal long form podcasts because this is what we do. We just riff on ideas and we pick some sort of topic to go deep on. So today in our big podcast is really around fulfillment in your life and how to unpack all of the things that happens because reality is going to try to beat you down. What you choose to career, where you find your passions and the shortness of life, basically focusing on the things that really matter. This topic is really near and dear to me. I find myself always coming back to these kinds of episodes to really ground myself into you know, what am I aiming for? And am I focusing on the wrong things? Or am I putting effort on something that's not going to really, um, and I hate to use this logic, but the, the pay dividends for me in, in the long run. And that really means is focusing on people that matter most to me. Um, and, and are my behaviors matching such that I can cultivate relationships and friendships that are the most meaningful things in my life? Because I can focus and be a driven person like anybody else, but to a detriment to other things, I think. And so with that, I hope you take something away from here that you find useful. If you've read the books or if you have any other resources that are related to what we share here, I'd really like to know. Because again, like I said, this is a really near and dear uh, area of topics that I really like. And I always am looking for better ways to articulate these ideas or new ways to explore them. Please enjoy this conversation with Jordan Chris. Well, Jordan, welcome back to the podcast. I mean, you're you're a regular guest regardless, but <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we did a like a one on one. Yeah, we haven't really done like an interview style podcast, probably like December or something like that. It was like the last time you might have been on an episode. Now that I yeah. think about it, I'd have to double check. But it's been a little while and we've I mean we we constantly talk off off the air, so to speak, um, yeah. just about either things we're watching or reading or any other ideas, um, a lot of which are on Instagram. And so that's kind of why we're doing this one today, because we've had so many like offline conversations and we're like, we should probably talk about some of these ideas right? <laughs> um, that don't pertain specifically because for frequent recent listeners of the podcast, we've talked movies and uh, TV shows all the time. And um, well, there's a lot more to talk about than just that. <laughs> Is there? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could honestly talk about movies and TV shows forever at this point because of just how much content there is out there. But <laughs> right. we could also, you know, take other lessons away from those things too that aren't just pertaining to the story, to fictional or dramatized stories. Right. And I think the first one we'll start with today is there was a quote from Freethink, and there's probably an article to this. I'd have to pull it in the show notes for you guys, but the the quote is the there's the evidence is that about 70% of people are not engaged in what they do all day long. About 18% of people are repulsed. They're actively disengaged from what they do. And you had this really cool thought associated with it. So I, I just wanted to t let you take it from there as like the preface. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot exactly what I said. I just remember this was like maybe even a couple months ago now when um when I think you posted that and I was like, Jesus, or maybe I even shared it. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um but it it's just this like you see it everywhere, right? And I feel like it is one of those things that it's so common, but if you stop and look at it, it's like really to me upsetting that it's like I don't know. It's like we're all like deterred from doing things that really fulfill us. Right. And like, it's almost I'm, like, I don't know how many conversations I've had, but it's like, you get people who are like confused when you're like, so focused on doing what fulfills you and makes you feel good. And like, you're achieving something that you think is like your purpose, right? Maybe that's heavy um, versus like doing what you're supposed to. Yep. And it's, I don't know, it's a sad thing. And it's not to say I don't get it or not to say I haven't, you know, done that. I've worked in bars. I don't, I don't want to be a bartender. That's not my passion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> um, so I get it, but it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's more important, at least to me, to live a life that you feel like if your life ended tomorrow, even if you didn't like achieve everything in terms of like financial success and all that stuff, but like you can look and be like, but I did what I loved and I like followed what, you know, you made my heart sing, which, you know, super cliche, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a hard thing to say right now it, in, or even in general, right? Like you hear all these stories, even people who are a little bit older than us who, who say, well, I wanted to do this. But then they, because reality happens, they have to go do the responsible thing, whatever that sounds like um, to you. And it, 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 I think it ends up being a lot of like cynicism with the world too, when it comes to like passions, because there's a point too, where people like in most jobs, you, you end up getting beaten down or you have a horrible boss or right, whatever reason, like there's t any number of reasons that you get annoyed at your day-to-day -day job, whatever that looks like. Um, and so then when you, like, if you're someone who's trying to get after their life or do the thing that fulfills them, out of majority of those times, you're going to be doing that in your vocational time when it should be like, you should be watching Netflix or doing nothing or right. Like, I remember like hearing some people talk about like, why do you work out or go to the gym? You know, like there's like, I think that's changed a lot now. Perception of like being healthy has changed a lot, but there was always like initially when we started getting healthy in like our early 20s it was kind of like oh wow you spent all this time to be healthy like you're not you're not even competing or like oh you're just gonna go eat a burger then like there's kind of like that it's almost like a nagging thing right like they're trying to attack you because you're doing something that's better for yourself or that you find fulfilling but then they like it's almost like they're like stabbing you in the gut <laughs> because like they're, it's almost like they're, they're judging you, but it's more like they're judging themselves because they know they should be doing that too. Or they wish they could do like had the time. Like I remember people would tell me like, oh, I wish I had the, you know, your, your level of focus or whatever it was. And I'm like, you could do it. Like I, it's not like I'm killing myself to, to go to the gym five times a week or even three times a week. Like you can figure it out. It's not that hard. <laughs> right. No, that, I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing. Cause about like fitness and health, right. And attributing it to this like fulfilling factor. Um, when people like would or 
do ask me like, oh, why? I haven't had that question in so long. So this is a little like. Anecdotal. Yeah, no, I, I had to think back too. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when I would get that question, my answer was always just like, because I like it. Like, it it really wasn't much deeper than that. Like, yeah. yes, it, it leads to health and leads to these things and physique and all that stuff is true. But that wouldn't matter too much to me as much if I hated it. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's like, I've said this, you know, probably years ago on this podcast, but um, it's like meditative for me. You know what I mean? It's like a way to release. I feel like when I'm working out, it feeds into my creativity. So it's like, it frees the clutter in my head just from being able to go and for an hour, two hours, sometimes three hours, which is crazy, but whatever. It's, um, <laughs> it just frees my mind and I'm only focused on that. And it just kind of, when I'm done, all the clutter and stuff that like doesn't matter, but just happens to us as people kind of goes away. And then that yeah. frees up my thoughts for all these other things. So it's like, my thing with fitness is like, I don't, I don't know that everyone has to go so hard because there's a health factor, right? So everyone has to yeah. do something to maintain a level of health. That's, you have to, right? But like what's required or whatever necessary for a person isn't that much. You don't have to put on that much time. So if that's your only focus to say, I don't have time, you do have time to be active in terms of like just staying healthy and like yeah. making sure your body can function. You fucking 30 minutes a day, dude, and you're good. <laughs> right. And, 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 and it's not like you have to like go in there and break a bunch of PRs and like become a metalhead or whatever. Like, whatever. like, okay, maybe you really just like riding your bike or playing tennis or pick the thing that you that is the thing you're going to stick with right like you don't have to do something you absolutely fucking hate to to stay in shape like find the thing that you would enjoy doing and hopefully with one other person that you enjoy hanging out with right and just make it a thing do it once a week that'll be it's better than doing nothing like i swear to god and you'll feel better by by doing that right and like that's my thing like i know you you're a big runner now which yeah. To me, that's crazy. I don't, I don't get that. I fucking me, hate it. Me years ago would have thought I was crazy too. So we're yeah. in the same camp. Right. It's like, I just tell people, I'm like, dude, you don't have to go run three miles. You don't, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You should yeah. be active though. You should do some form of cardio, but like do what you like. Just figure out what you like and just do that. And you don't have to think about it any deeper. It's literally to me, no deeper <laughs> than that. Just I'm like, I do what I like. I like. Like powerlifting, I'm not the greatest powerlifter. I don't really have a desire to be, um, yeah. but I like when I do that and I'm lifting heavy for myself. It's I fucking I just like it. It's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I think I think you're hitting at something that's like like I always think about this, and people are gonna like probably be annoyed. Like, oh, there it goes again, talking about the whole like the microcosm of weightlifting that applies to everything in life, because right. it's like that's like what life is in some sense like we kind of contort ourselves to say like what should we do with our time or we say in quotes like oh well if i do this thing that i enjoy like playing video games or watching too much netflix or whatever it is like whatever the thing is that you feel like you're wasting like me maybe even for you jordan like playing 2k right like getting getting obsessed with with a season of 2k like we, we we tell ourselves like oh it's wasting time because it's not productive or it's not pointing me in the direction of where i want to be in my life like yeah maybe but like like you got 
enough time to spend like a half hour because like hey maybe you just like it like it's okay just to like something and get something out of it whatever that is yeah and like so there's like a couple parts but the first part is like i feel like you can like and do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not like at the detriment of another person or yourself right yeah that's i think that's a huge like caveat right obviously what we're talking about isn't that or like you know when you brought up 2k it's like it just makes me think that it's like i like doing that it's a stress relief right Mm -hmm. so if i'm stressed from like work or like you know what i mean it's it's almost the same way as weightlifting except it doesn't have like the residual kind of um benefits you know what i mean maybe in some ways you can argue that but we don't have to like hand-eye coordination all that stuff but let's be real that's not what i'm doing that for (laughs) (laughs) let's just be real it's literally just like a stress relief just i'm just gonna do this right now and whatever and i think that's fine i think what happens and i'm a i'm not i don't want to sound preachy because i do this too and i have to check myself but you can get to the point where it's too much of that and it's really easy to fall into that and that's when it's like when does that thing that makes you feel good in whatever way become like a vice or like something that you have to reel back from and i think that's like a point where like it becomes a procrastination right like you know you should be doing something else but then you're like well i'm gonna go you know play around the video games or i'm gonna go read the book for a little while or i'm just gonna open up my instagram because i know i'll have a message or something to go respond to or like oh wait did i go check my emails like did i send that email that i was gonna go right like you start using these little things to keep yourself from the things you know you want to be doing (laughs) you're doing everything but yeah it's like anything (laughs) so important when it's like you're supposed to be doing this and now everything is so oh fuck you know i should probably do laundry right now you should do laundry you have something else you're supposed to do why is now the time that laundry is so important (laughs) not that you shouldn't do your laundry but like yeah now's the time um it's just those things come become that and you know i i'm a victim of that i have to sometimes check okay okay i think i'm wasting right which i think that there's an idea there but it's like i'm wasting too much time i could be u- utilizing this right but i don't like the idea and i've heard people say this before where it's like you know i hate when men over the age of x play video games i'm like why why does that bother you like what does that do for you <laughs> like what yeah. like, i mean like what <laughs> what does that take away from you nothing like because they're enjoying themselves <laughs> like, like who it, it can become an issue but so can fucking and anything can become an issue people can work right. out too much you know what i'm saying you can be an ex- like we're all addicts at something right like like so, like something there's something about it that we're all addicted to right and this is from i believe gabor monte uh has said this before and he's like a psychotherapist and and I think it's it's really true, right? But the problem is in society, certain certain addictions are like rewarded or more rewarded than others. And for some reason, video games, people just just think that's a waste of time, right? <laughs> but it's like so is like being a workaholic eventually. Like if you think about it. <laughs> it's like weighing like what you're sacrificing while you're doing that. Yeah. And then it's so like when I look at video games, it's like, okay, that, that can become an issue, right? We established that. But if you do it and I'm big on moderation, that's like a huge thing for me. I think everything is fine in moderation, right? 
not everything, but uh, most things <laughs> I find flattering. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it's that idea that it's like, why are you wasting time playing video games? That's this, all this negative stuff. But then, like you said, everything's an addiction, but drinking is so fine. Like, it's just, yeah, we drink, we do this. And it's like, that doesn't have a benefit. It's, to me, drinking and playing video games are really, really close. But one has a very negative effect on your health if you do it. Like, if you played video games and drink the same amount of time, one could have actually, like, disastrous effects. Oh, yeah. The other one wouldn't. You would just be, like, lazy. <laughs> like, um, like, you'll be fine. Um and so it's like this idea of just like what's deemed acceptable to um, want to spend your time in. And that's where it's like, you said something earlier where it's like, um, like when you're doing what you love, but then like reality happens. And it's mm -hmm. like, I get that. And, but whenever I've heard that, it's like, so is it a fantasy to do what you like? If it's reality that brings mm -hmm. you out of it, I'm like, so it's still your reality, right? And I get, obviously that's not what you're saying, right? But I get. I get what you're saying, but it's like the, 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 the messaging behind that kind of like language yeah. about it. It's like, oh, reality happened. So he, you know, he had to stop his creative pursuits or whatever. And it's like, well, that was still a reality. Like, that was still real. <laughs> that reality happened. It's just like there was a, a road came up that had to be addressed. Mm -hmm. um, I don't yeah, know. It feels like, it feels like society, it's like almost like society almost wants you to give up on the it's almost like this childlike thing like that we all have whatever that is right like i'm sure sure if you ask most little kids what they think they're going to end up doing with their life is drastically different unless you're one of those rare people who you know is at five six seven years old and is like well i'm going to be you know an astronaut or whatever the hell and they're dead set that that's the thing they're going to do those yeah. people are rare though and I think the vast majority of us, it's like society ends up pulling you in some direction and you're like, well, I'm going to have to give up on that thing. And, and I think that's, or like you just even just give up on that childlike, um, just, I hate to say it cause it seems so cliche cause of the name of this podcast, but childlike curiosity that we all have. And it's like an unlearned or beaten out of you because of just like the routineness or the other people around you who you see them give up on themselves or whatever their dreams were. And then it just becomes this thing of like, well, you know, by the time I'm 35, I guess this is my life now. You know, you it's, I guess the thing that I'm thinking of now that I'm saying it out loud is that scene from the opening of Incredibles where, you know, it opens with him getting married and he's happy. And then it's like that scene where he's in the car and he gets <laughs> like more and more depressed and like hunched over and like, just like, he, the, the, like his soul is being drained from his face because he's just being squashed into a cubicle. And I, I get that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's literally not his purpose. So it's like, that, yeah, that drains people. And I, I just, I hate that that's normal. I don't blame anyone for thinking that. Cause like, I, we all do that. We all have that to a point. Okay. Right. So it's not, it's not like, oh, the society, I don't even think it's, it's obviously a societal thing, but I wonder if it comes down to the influence of the people close to you. You know what I mean? Um, or not even close, but like the people who are raising you who are important to you, right? Or because, just around you, right? Like even just like your bosses or teachers, yeah. whatever. Colleagues, students, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and because it's like you're getting informed 
by people around you and they're getting informed by people around you and so on and so on. So it becomes a societal thing, but it's like, it's like everyone is so like, yeah, don't do really what makes you happy because chances, and this is for people who have these like bigger aspirations. Some people, you know, um, it's not the case for everyone. Some people's aspiration might be something that's like, I want to be a police officer. And that's a little bit, not that it's the easiest thing to attain, but it's not the same as like, I want right. to be an artist or something like that. Right. Something that's sort a doctor, something that a surgeon, something that's harder to achieve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like being told that it's like, well, you know, just in case that doesn't happen, don't put all your eggs in that basket. And so no. <laughs> don't put all your eggs in what makes you happy. I'm just like, that's like, why, why not? Why mm-hmm. not? Why wouldn't you do that? Um, I don't know. It just cycles around that whole idea. And I think if you just orient yourself like that, and that's what I'm continuously trying to get to. And why that post was like, what the fuck? Like, I hate that statistic. That it's wild. I mean, 70% of people are not engaged in what they do all day. Like, what? That's a lot, dude. That's so you're just wild. Kind of, it's just so idle half, time. So half of us are, more than half of us are just like, eh, like kind of loosely paying attention. Yeah. You checked out in your life. Yeah. More than half of the people are checked out. That's. I don't know. That's sad. Like to me, that's a sad thing to hear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, what are we doing wrong? Like, I remember when we were in like high school and stuff, we take those like aptitude tests of like, here's like the fields you might be predisposed to enjoying. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, did those people actually try to go get those into those fields then? Or like, were they just off base entirely? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or did they just not even believe it? Like, because I feel just a part of you too that is like, you try to convince yourself maybe it's like a um uh, maybe there's a portion of this that is what's the word i'm thinking of it's um imposter syndrome yeah you know where it's like you convince yourself that you you don't belong in the thing you 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 want to be a part of or whatever the thing is yeah bro imposter syndrome fucking sucks dude i don't know i don't know if you've ever felt that but jesus christ like when that hits in heavy I get it. I get why. So, like, oh, yeah. You could be like, fuck this. It's so easy. Uh, I have multiple stories on that, actually. One of them was when I first started working at the lab, when I when I started as a student technician. I was like 19 years old um, in the lab. And so I'm, I'm like probably five, six years younger than the average person working there. And then I was working with customers who were like 25-year veteran engineers, like legit engineers. And I have one year of community college engineering courses and i'm like not even one year i was like one semester and i'm like what am i doing (laughs) right (laughs) i literally dressed in like like tan dress pants and a dress shirt every day for a year straight just to feel older jeez (laughs) just to like feel like i belonged by putting on clothes that were like dressy (laughs) and like Dude, right there. It's like, well, so at this point, you probably don't feel that anymore, right? No, not at all. Yeah. But still, yeah. like, that probably took a year to go away. And then I was like, okay, I belong here. Or at least I figured it out to some degree. <laughs> right. And the the part is, some people don't. And not to their fault or anything, but... Yeah. You know, some people don't ever get out of that. They always feel like they don't belong. So they're always assimilating to what's around them. So, like, the tan, you know, the khakis or whatever, the tan slacks and the the blue button up never goes yep. away 
And it's like you lose your individuality to the point where you don't even remember what that feels like. Um, and that's why I'm so big to the point where it's annoying, I think, of like being like maintaining your originality and like being you and whatever you're doing, like bring yourself to it um, and whatever that means. And it's hard because that imposter syndrome fucking knocks you off your ass. Like you can you can feel that. And then you show up to work and you're like, oh, shit, I'm 19. This person has worked in this position longer than I've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like, why the fuck am I here? But it's like, it's like that tiny voice and the work, uh, the war on art um, yep. kind of gets around this. But it's like that voice that tells you like, well, you know, I did get hired. I do good at what I'm doing. I am supposed yeah. to be here. But it's like such a quiet voice when the loudness of like... They still have all the doubt and stuff gets in. It's such a loud thing and it's so fucking difficult to silence it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the war in art, like even though that book is written around like creatives and writers and stuff, I still think that book is like one of the books that almost anybody should listen to because we all deal with it. He kind of talks about just for people who haven't read it, but it's he talks about this thing called the resistance. And it's kind of like similar to what we were just talking about with the procrastination thing. Where like there's this voice in your head that is always going to find reasons for you to not do the thing or feel like you don't belong or that you're, what you're doing is a waste of time or that nobody's going to read. Like if it's a creative field that you're like an artist or a writer or something, like nobody's going to care about the thing you create. Um, and the way he kind of puts it is like, nope, like if you really want to be a, a thing, like even an engineer or an astronaut or a writer or a weightlifter, right? part of it is just showing up even when you don't feel like it like you just give it time and he calls it the muse and basically by you filling the role of whatever the thing is that you're doing you allow this force he calls the muse to to speak through you whatever that looks like and and that's how you become the thing you just give more chances for the that ideal that you're aiming for being whatever role you feel like filling to be expressed through you. Yeah. And I know that sounds like spiritual, but it's like, and part of the, <laughs> like part of it almost is spiritual. <laughs> Very little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think, I think the spiritual components are important. Um, yeah. Where you take that is up to like personal discretion, I think, um, whether it's like religion or spirituality or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a truth in it that it's like there's something that's like calling us that can't really be explained. And I feel like what spirituality is is just a way to explain whatever that is, right? Um, and because I think as people, humans, it's like our biggest gift is our our ability to think. But that is also our the, like the our biggest downfall. Yeah, we think ourselves in a fucking box. You know what I mean? It's like you think so much. Uh, and that's why it's like sometimes like don't think, just kind of listen, just listen to what's there. And I think that's what that muse is that he's speaking on. It's like, just listen to what's there, what's calling you. Um, and most times it's right. Most times if you just listen and the yeah. voice like, I should do this. You, most times it's correct. You know, it's like usually like if he does listen enough, like today I didn't go to the gym, right? Um, granted, I had a small injury with my sciatic nerve. I was telling you about this. Yeah, you're talking about that. <laughs> Box, but it's like I'm taking some time off and like doing like workouts to strengthen that like just up here but I'm not like at the gym right now but there's a part of me that's like I can still go there's things I can do 
I can still go to the gym. I'm not like, I'm not fucking in a wheelchair. <laughs> You're not limping around. <laughs> yeah, it was a slight limp, but I'm like, I'm able, you know. Um, but I, you know, and I heard the voice. It's like, okay, I should go to the gym. And I was like, nah, nah. It isn't, why? Like, that was me thinking, like, arguing against it, saying, nah, get, it does hurt, though. You know what I mean? It's like all these excuses placed on top of it. And if you just stop thinking for a second, the only thing there is like, just go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I, I almost, I had like the similar like thought for myself today because I actually woke up and I, I'm, everyone knows, I almost every podcast I talk about my, my wearables. Um, and it was like, I, I woke up today and my wearable was like, it was like, I came in bad recovery. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Because uh, yesterday I ran and, and stuff like you were talking about. And, I was like, whoa, this is weird. I wasn't expecting that. And I was like, I, I kind of looked at it. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, I don't trust that. I'm like, I was not expecting red today. I'm like, I went to sleep early or whatever. And I'm like, maybe I will take the day off kind of thing. And I'm like, I double checked my data. And I was like, yeah, my resting heart rate was a lot higher than normal. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, like, even though I could go run, like, I don't feel sick or anything like that. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to chill today. Like it'll, it'll be fine. Like one day is not going to matter. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you feel like this, but like as a person who is a creature of habit and routine and hates taking off days, I, I get on my case more when I don't do nothing and I do nothing than when I do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, um, it sucks cause it's a balance for me. And mm -hmm. like, if I go on, so well, let me start here. You have something informing you. Yeah. Say, I think I need to chill. You know I mean? yeah. So it's not just woke up and you're like, oh, my legs hurt. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like just finding an excuse and feeling sorry for yourself. You have something telling you like, Brett, relax. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is why I think wearables are so dope. And I, I need to get one for that reason. Because it's good to be informed about things. Right. So there's that. But I mean, that's honestly why I got this, because as someone who basically won't take a day off unless I'm like, I got a bone sticking on my leg and I can't walk properly or something yeah. <laughs> like that's why I did. It. I'm like, I need to pay attention to my recovery because if left to my own devices, I'm going to run myself into the ground. <laughs> right. So thank God you got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like for me, I, I can I get like that. But the issue is, it's like. I'm really good at being like, okay, I can, you know, I skip today. It's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay. I'll, I'll go back. It's not, I don't go to the gym today. That's not meaning I'll never go again. So like, I'm, I'm okay with that. But what happens is, is when say like I skip today because I'm just going to skip today for whatever reason. Then the next day like, okay, I'm too busy. I don't, I really don't have time. Or like, it'll just be like 10 PM and my workouts are like fucking two hours. Yeah, uh, like, I don't want to go to sleep at midnight. Yeah, I got to get up at six. So it's like, it's cool. I mean, I'm like, do I want to do that? No, nah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so then like, I'll skip the next day. And then the next day it's like, oh shit, I have all this stuff planned because I was initially planning to skip today. And then it's like, then one day turns into like a week really yep. quick. And when you look and you're like, damn, when's the last time? Damn, last time I went to the gym was Tuesday. <laughs> and then- you're like, how the fuck did that happen? That wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> right. And it's like, damn. So it's like, what, where my struggle is, is that, I'm okay with a one day thing, but if it becomes, if that like starts turning into the habit or whatever, mm -hmm. whether it's like I'm doing it on purpose or just like happenstance, that starts weighing on me a lot. And it like, it gets really hard to, what's like, how do I articulate it? Like hard to climb out of that mindset where I like get in my own head. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not fucking doing what I'm supposed to. And it's like beating myself up 
Yep. But then as I'm beating myself up, I feel shitty. So then it's hard to like get positive to get back on the way. So it's this fucking dumb cycle. I hate that I do it. <laughs> it's this <laughs> dumb cycle of negative self-talk, right? Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> but that's where the creative outlet helps. And that's why I need that. Because I can process that and like channel it into something else. So I'm not just like being fucking weighted down by the negative yeah. self-talk. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things I have actually heard recently, I've been listening to a ton of podcasts. I think you liked one of the episodes, but it's Peter Chia is going on the podcast spree right now with um, his new book launch um, that a book come out next next week at the time of this recording. And um, he talks about this kind of negative self-talk like because he talks really openly about his own experiences of kind of like he actually checked himself in for workaholism kind of like rehab because he's like angry all the time and, and kind of it's almost like uh, anger management but like anger management on steroids wow. and um and he he basically was like my self-talk was just awful and it was more of like he's such a perfectionist that if he messed up anything he would be berating himself like you, you know worthless garb like he, he never actually said what he actually said to himself because it was so bad that it was he's like i don't want to say it <laughs> like on, on a recording but like, okay. like the, the the long story short is that the the point I'm trying to make is if you are talking to yourself in a negative way, like would you talk like that to someone who's your friend? Like like you, you the best thing you can do is change yourself talk and be like I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, Maybe if your friend was David Goggins, but different, <laughs> different but like like you would maybe be like critical, but then also like, all right, let's try this. Like, Hey, maybe clean this up or like, it's almost like a form check, right? Like you can be critical, but not negative. Right. There's two, like, it's a different, it's like a different thing. It's like, sounds the same to some degree, but it's like directionally, what's the emotional connection to it. Right. Right. And I think, I think we're all harsher on ourselves. Right. Maybe, maybe not, but I would think so on average. I would say on average, most of us are are not Gandhi-esque to ourselves. Right. Right. Because <laughs> you, know, you, you have expectations of yourself. And I feel like it only gets worse the older you get because life can get on your right. Especially if you feel like you maybe you're not where you want to be or like where mm -hmm. you think you should be or whatever. All that stuff, right? Um, but I think that is a really good... I want to listen to that or read the book either, whichever one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any of the podcasts, he's been on like a couple at this point, so... Any of the podcasts that Peter's been on recently, um, he's on Tim Ferriss. I think he'll probably be going to Rogan in the next couple of days here, probably. Okay. And then uh, Rich Roll or Huberman Lab. Those okay. are the three I've seen right now. Yeah. So any of those, I mean, they're work well worth it. And the book is, I mean, <laughs> going to be worth it in its own right. People have already said that that chapter on the emotional side of things is not only incredibly transparent about someone who is a hyper achiever, but clearly had to do a lot of work for themselves which like you never guess right like when you see hyper achievers you assume their life is great because oh, look at they just smash everything out of their park and it's like mm, like you could live forever but if the like the thing that's going on inside of your head even if it's just self-talk like if you hate living inside your own brain like in your own mind it doesn't matter how long you live right and that's it's like that's why it's important to pay attention to that um, and I think like, it sounds funny kind of, but the, the like words of affirmation to yourself, mm -hmm. like self-affirming, I think people should do that. 
like straight up, I talk to myself in the mirror, not every day, but I do it often. Right. Um, and I'll keep the specifics of myself because it's like a thing for me, you know, section, yeah. but I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to ask you to say when. <laughs> well, right, right. But it's like, it's just stuff that's like very positive, like doing the right thing, like affirming the positive thoughts because I am aware of how negative thoughts can go. Right. So it's like, it's making it a habit. Even if I don't feel like saying anything, you know, whatever, almost it's interesting because almost the times that I feel like I don't want to the most is when I'm like, I have to do that today. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why it's like, yeah. I don't fucking believe this, whatever. And it's like, okay, even if I don't believe it right now, like force yourself to do it because just hearing it, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like the placebo shit. Right. But yeah, like trick yourself into a thought process if you do it long enough. I'm saying, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to get up and go do that. Okay. I feel good. Okay. I'm going to go hit the gym. Like just keep riding that wave. Okay. I'm going to hit the gym. And then it's like, yeah. after a while, you don't even realize that you were faking it anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's almost like, it sounds funny, but like we have to prime the system, right? And the human mind is weird. Like we, we can, we can pretend like you can name all the parts of the brain or whatever, but like, there's still a f portion of this where it doesn't, there's not like an instruction manual right. so to speak like here are the 10 steps to be like we wouldn't be having this conversation if you could just say like here are the 10 steps to being creative or here's the 10 steps to to fix your imposter syndrome like <laughs> hasn't been figured out yet <laughs> right like <laughs> here's how to fix negative self-talk nope and yeah. even if like, like, here's the, like the other crazy thing, right? Like you're talking about these affirmations, but like, even if you do this for, you know, say three months, six months, whatever it is that and you feel good, if you don't keep up with it, say you stop doing it because like things are going fine. If you get off the habit, next thing you know, you might start sliding in some direction. And if you restart it, you might get better again, right? Like it's, it's like these things are not just, it's like these daily routines that you almost need to keep up with. It's like eating healthy, right? Like you don't keep type two diabetes at bay by eating healthy for three months. Nope. It's eating healthy for the rest of your life. Most of the time, right? Like, <laughs> and hoping that you don't, you know, fly off the handle and have something catastrophic happen. Right. But like, yeah, it, and that's not a sexy thing to say because people like hearing like the sexy thing, you know, you do this one thing and you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah and i mean i wish dude that would make shit so much easier but right <laughs> like um fuck there's this quote that i can't really remember it's kind of like this cheeky comment about working out mm -hmm. that's attached to this and it's like it's something on the lines of like like the first time you work out is the last time you'll ever like how you look or something like that I'm, that's not exactly what it says but it's basically saying like now that you're doing it you'll always you'll, you have to keep going Cool, you know what I mean? Like, you know, especially if you're doing your four physique and stuff, it's like, yeah, now you're screwed because now you're always gonna, but oh, I want to do that, and it just never ends. And again, don't get lost in that because that's not the point of it, right? Um, and that can lead to like body dysmorphia and things like that. So, moderation, but I think the idea that you're getting at is like it's it's the process of what you're doing, not really the goal because you might some things don't really have an end to it, it's just like this is something I'll have to work at probably forever that negative self-talk as much as i do these things that's still it's still there like it's yeah. never gone <laughs> right but it's like it, I it's know like turning it, down the volume right like that's it, the way i think about it exactly because it'll 
if I stop doing the, the positive things, that'll still be there, but then it'll just be so much louder, like you said. So when I add that into it, it, you know, quiets it down and numbs it. Some days I'm like some, you know, I can go a long period of time and not say a single negative thing, but then like one fucking reality comes in, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, fuck, now it's back. But it's it's just this process and it's, I think this is where the idea of like loving the process of what you're doing is so important. And I'm still working at that myself, like really loving the journey of whatever it is you're doing. Like, you know, I want to, no secret, I want to be a screenwriter. I want to be big in film. I'd like you can get lost in the idea of being the next like Scorsese or something like that. But that's the, that's a long time. That's going to, that's going to take a lot of things to get there, but it's like loving this in between of like this freedom that I get to create and do this stuff. And I'm not hampered by studios ideas. I'm just like loving every process of a journey that you're on. Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, as a young person who's driven or you want to achieve something and it's not to say fame, but you could just call it success. What, like, however you define success. And it's, it would be great to like achieve these things like proverbially now, right? Like, like it would be great to achieve or accomplish those things today. Um, but I think part of it is like when you step back and look at it, it's like the people who have achieved things or have the notoriety for having achieved something great. It's like they're, they're older. Like it's just part of like, you have to live a life before you can be recognized for the things you've accomplished, you know? And it's like, because a lot of the people I look up to, like I just mentioned, Peter Tia, as podcasters and, and just intellectuals in, in this in the space, it's they're in like twice my age, you know, or, or around that, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, like if I keep going, if I keep, if I, by the time I'm their age and I've done this for 20 years, maybe I might've accomplished something that they like, a, a, a portion of what like looks like they've accomplished. Right. But it's like, you you know, like we've barely scratched the surface. I've actually heard, and I actually want to hear what you, you say about this. I mentioned this to James when he was on the podcast. Um, but it's this idea of like, whatever you're doing, it, it could be a podcast, it could be art. Um, but it's kind of like the proverbial, every time you do something. So in this case, podcasting, you're laying, like every podcast is a layer of paint and you're just building that like mountain one layer at a time so like every time you do the thing you care about doing for your in your case writing like every time you write something that's you layer like painting you that layer of paint to build that mountain that living resume so to speak of the thing you want to be recognized for so like if you've never do the thing you really want to be doing with your life then you're never going to have that mountain behind you that says, look it, I've, I've done it. Like, like, that's what you mean. Like the process, like the process is you doing that thing over and over and over again, thousands of times. And then by the thousands and one time people remember, like people realize, oh shit, look at how much effort you put into that thing. It's, it's another way of thinking about the, what is it? Takes 10 years to make an overnight success. It's just another way of thinking about it, but I like the Slayer of Pain idea a lot better. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean <laughs> I, li I like both of them. I like the reason yeah. the 10 year overnight success one resonated was because when I was doing music, there'd be a lot of like musicians who like all of a sudden just blow up and they're like, oh, overnight, they got big overnight. And it's like, you know, at a young age hearing that, it's like, damn, how do you just, you just need one song and someone hears it and then it's good. It's like, I don't know, that person would work on it for, yeah, this person <laughs> would work 10 years and finally this was, you just caught on now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, I get that though. That's a really good, 
way to think about it because it's like, I don't know, just what that does for you as a person. Not, like let the goal and the end goal, leave all that out of it for now. But it's just like how we're talking about this, like negative self-talk, the imposter syndrome and stuff like that. By doing whatever that thing is, you kind of get rid of that, right? Because you feel like, like you said, you were working in your place for a year and that, you know, eventually you got to a place where you're like, no, I'm supposed to be here. It's going to be like, I belong here. Um, but say you were calling off work all the time, which you're crazy. You don't call off. I don't get it, but whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, if you're calling off all the time, never showing up to work, showing up late, not like um, putting your best foot forward to be successful in your position, that probably would have never went away. Yeah. It, or maybe it would have, who knows, but like you're not giving yourself the best chance for that to go away. So in terms of like, I want to be a writer, if I'm not writing, then fuck yeah. If I have a thought that's like, this isn't going to work for you. I have validation. <laughs> like I can validate that easily and be like, well, shit. Yeah. The last time I wrote was fucking, uh, <laughs> when was that? Yeah. Right. You, you just go check yourself real quick and wreck yourself. <laughs> yeah. And if it's like you're writing every day and you're getting ready and you're doing all these things, it's very you can say, uh, that's not what I'm supposed to be. And that's still, you know, something to deal with, but you can be like, well, no, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to Like I'm supposed to be here. You know what I mean? I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you have to give yourself permission, right? Like at the very least it's like, cause I, even, I think about that sometimes even with like podcasting stuff of like, it's, and it's almost like you almost hamstring yourself when you don't feel like you belong. Like, cause you, it's like you undercut what you could do. Because you're like, ooh, I don't want to like shake the, like, I don't want to like be edgy or something and like, like shoot myself in the foot and be stupid <laughs> or whatever, right? Like you convince yourself that you like, and so you play it safe or like you don't take a chance. So you're just like, you yeah, know, just, it's like that guy, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard stories about this, like where the, someone who's like a local artist who's really good at playing music, but all they ever do is play at like the local bars, super small stage. And like maybe their friend or they have a friend of a friend who always tries to nudge them and say, hey, you should play at a bigger place because you're really good. And like they're afraid to take that step outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. And maybe that's all they need to do is just that little bit extra amount of exposure. Right. From, but it's like taking that one step. I mean, it's not even a big step. Right. Like it's like a step from here to there is all they need to do. And that's what they need to like prove to themselves like, hey, you can be here. Like, hey, you here belong here doing that thing. Yeah. As a, it's fucking hard. Like, I'm not trying to say it's easy, but like. <laughs> Why well, it is. It's hard, dude. And it's like, it's so hard, but I think it's so important. When you said comfort, that really like, uh, fuck, I feel that. Cause it's like, it's the same thing as like thinking our bi biggest asset and like greatest downfall at the same time. It's like comfort and this like safety in a sense is the same thing. Like we need that response so that we survived, especially like the further back in time you go, the more important that was. But then that same thing can limit you in things, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can achieve so much more or whatever, like just by taking a step out of your comfort zone. But that's a scary, that's fucking scary, dude. Like you're comfortable for a reason. And why the fuck would you want to not be crying? <laughs> why would you want right? to be like, uh, I want to feel anxious and all this stuff. Like to do that intentionally, is a scary thing, but I feel like usually on the opposite side of that is comes a lot of like great things and whatever that is, right? Um, and one one thing that I I feel that so much when I used to perform, mm -hmm. that the anxiety around performing beforehand 
was so fucking dude it was heavy <laughs> shit like i was i would get so nervous bro um but then like right when the set ended i'd always be like fuck that was amazing i wish i could do that again immediately i want to i wish i had longer that seems so it's like all these positive like I've, all the negative stuff is gone and all you have left is this like euphoria right yeah and so it's like it's again this that idea and the thing in your head that it's like, oh, I'm so nervous. Don't do it. Why do you want to be nervous? Why do that? Just don't do the show. But if I do that, then I'm going to feel like shit because I didn't do the show. But when I do the show after I do it, I feel great that I did it. So like, which one is more important? You know what I mean? Or like to you as a person, what, what would you want to chase? What would you want for like your, your people you care about and like your loved ones? Yeah. What thing, if you can just give them a bottled up feeling, would you want to give them the like the shitty one or the good one? Like, what's so <laughs> yeah, right? Man. It's almost like we did it's that double edged sword we've been talking about. The thinking is like we, we, we're so good at projecting ourselves into different times, right? Like, either looking forward or looking backwards. But the only thing that suffers is who we are right now, or what we're doing right now, or the people we're around right now, right? Like, we we'll project ourselves and like either beat ourselves up or worry about a thing we can't change. And then we're like, Oh, like, how could I be so stupid to think I could be here? Or how could like, Oh, you, you know, you messed up in this meeting or whatever it is, or you forgot to do something right. Like all these reasons for you to like pull yourself from being here right now or focused on the thing you really want to be focused on or should be focused on. And you end up stealing from the only time that matters, which is right now. Yeah. Dude, it's funny because <laughs> if you think about it, right now will eventually be the past. And so if you spend time not focused, like you're just repeating a cycle. Literally. And yeah. it's, it's like, I, like, everyone I'm sure can relate to that. Oh, but yeah, it's like, for sure. in the times that it's like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. Um, and it's like stressing and all that stuff that's just there just as being human and all that stuff. But then it's like, I can sit in that. And if you don't take action, then I'll be thinking about like, damn, I wish I would have done this. I'll be thinking that same thing about this time that I'm experiencing right now. So if I just let that go and it's, it's so much easier said than done for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, I mean, that's like, that's the key. Right. And that's why I think when we're talking about this, like this idea of fulfillment, I think that's like, if you just really figure out what you love right i think that'll keep all of these things that we're kind of talking about in perspective in terms of like i really like cardio i really like running right for the psychos who mm -hmm. do i really like running it's me i'm one of them psychos now. <laughs> I, I, I don't maybe i'll get there at one point and we'll fucking look back at this and i'll be like dude look at me i'm not gonna I, lie there's like a point like there's a point with, and especially when it comes to longer cardio that you do, like the first 30 minutes or so, that's, it just sucks. And I'm going to be honest. Crazy. Like, I know. And it sounds like a lot and it is a lot. And it's like, like, it takes me 30 minutes sometimes to be like my, I'm like running weird. My stride feels off. My right foot feels like it's like, there's something like a knot in there. Like, and, and I, like you just, it's like, I know it sounds insane and it's fucking stupid, <laughs> but like anyone who runs a lot, it's like, you just get in your own head. Like there's a point where like, I had like a knot in my left foot for a little while and I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, I'm not running right. I'm just going to go home. And then I'm like, no, let's just stretch it out real quick. Uh, like you go through the whole cycle. <laughs> and it's like, it, it really is like that. But then I actually heard recently too on, on Huberman, he talked about this, that it takes about like 30 minutes. You, you actually activate a pathway in your brain 
that is like for repetitive movement. So in, in your brain, it takes about 30 minutes for your body. Like if you're doing like a repetitive physical motion, like running or riding a bike, you're actually activating these pathways in your brain that turn it into something effortless. So that's why you need to do this for 30, like a, like a longer period of time, because then it becomes more like it turns off the mental game. And then it, your, your brain just can start, keep your body moving without you actually putting any mental effort into doing it. And then it makes a lot of sense, right? Like if we're hunter gatherers historically and we have to move around a whole bunch, like, yeah, of course, there's going to be a point where your brain just needs to be like, all right, we're just going to be putting foot in, you know, feet, one after another, and just have to do that. And so you can be scanning for predators or whatever other more important things to be doing than yeah. paying attention to moving. It's fascinating. I never thought about it until recently about that. <laughs> Who's the asshole who set that timer at 30 minutes? Like, bro, you could have made this for like two minutes, dog. Yeah, <laughs> you're running my ass off. <laughs> uh, but I mean, all jokes aside, that's fucking, that is really interesting. Um, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. I've never felt that, but I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I've run before, so like I've never done long distance, yeah. but um, definitely, I think the longest I did was like, four miles maybe no five five miles was the longest i did um if i i, I know what you mean i think i felt that before mm. it's the struggle of getting there that makes it difficult otherwise everyone yes. would do it so i get i get it and it's rewarding for that reason so I, i'm joking when i'm shitting on it i do i get it a hundred percent it's just easy to shit on it because our modern society is so far removed from moving that much yeah. <laughs> or for that sustained amount of exertion i should say <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not easy, dude. That's hard. Like that's, yeah, that's hard. I mean, in 30 minutes where you're getting close to three miles at like a decent yeah, pace. If you're, if you're running like 10 minute pace, you know, it's, yeah, it's not a, not, not a right. short distance. Right. <laughs> but it's like, that's an interesting thing to strive for that to like, yeah, just work yourself. See if you can get to that point where it becomes automatic. And I think mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about, right? Like about this whole thing, like get, do the process, keep doing it. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck all that stuff, but like eventually and you're going to want to quit, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like all that. So I feel like running is really therapeutic or like a very good practice to have that can be applied in so many different ways. Cause like this sucks, man. Like you can't breathe, your chest hurts, your knees, whatever, all that stuff. But I keep pushing through it until you get the runner's high. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's the same thing, but um, like whatever that is. And it's like, you know, I feel like people who love running do it for that. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been points too, like even for me, even though I, I've only been really running since the start of the year now. So like almost three months total, like consistently. And that's like 80% of my workouts at this point. There's been points where like my, my like stride will just flow. And it like clicks where I'm just like, it's like, I'm not, like I can think about how I'm running. Like my feet are hitting the ground or, or whatever, but like, it's like flowy, if that makes sense. It's like, a, it's almost like a flow state, but like you're, it's not the same as like a creative flow state. Yeah. Um, and I'll like drop into it for maybe like 10 minutes or something or like the, usually like the end of my run. I'm like, man, this is like the easiest section of the whole thing. And then, and then at some point, like you like hit a curb or you get too tired and you're like, I'm out of it. And, like, exactly. I, and, then, like, and then you're like, well, hopefully I get that next time. And it like maybe happens like one out of every, I don't know, 10 runs <laughs> for me yeah. at least. And right. I'm like, I really, I would love to be able to bottle that up and be like, okay, let's figure it. Like, how do I get to that every time? Right. 
monetize it or something. Yeah, right. If I could have a supplement of just that, just for me, great. I would, it would be awesome. <laughs> Man. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's just like, it's very, I'm trying to articulate what I'm trying to say here. Like, this whole, I think it's this really interesting thing that it's like, again, when I was saying how it's a sad thing that it's like, I feel bad for people who have like came and went in this kind of cycle of like, they got beaten down by reality. And so they're like checked out of, you know what I mean? Like what say, say this stuff starts around like mid twenties. Right. And then, you know, they get to 80. So six years of their life, that's way more than like, that's way more than half of your life right that you're really checked out on and i'm just like that is really sad that that number is as high as it is yeah that's crazy and it's like i don't want like we're getting older right so it's like i'm mm-hmm. thinking like you know like, i do want kids so like that soon <laughs> you know what i mean like right. it's sooner <laughs> than later i don't want to be too old before that comes out like a family and stuff so it's like I, like when I saw that and when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking more like, I don't want that for my family. You know what I mean? As much as I don't want that for me either, but it's like, I'm more like, I don't want that for the people I care about. Right. Uh, I want them to live a life and be like, I was so present and I was there and everything I was doing is like, I just felt all that stuff is like, we, we each, everyone as people deserve that. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't. Um, But it's like, just it's like it's no one's fault right it's just a, like the world we live in right now where it's like it's, there's gonna be some people who don't get awarded that for whatever fucking reason it's like that sucks you know what i mean yeah um but i think the way that individually we can kind of combat that number that statistic or whatever that 70 percent is like at a young age do what you fucking love and that sounds so like cliche <laughs> like it's hard. like and i really don't mean it to be but it's just like i think that's so important that i think you almost need to be preachy about it and just cliche and just say it like as corny as it sounds but it's like there is an importance in that and it's not just like do what you love your passion be not like that but it's just like say what is good for you and what do you also like like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a fucking vegan to eat healthy it's right <laughs> but like, like, and then do that, you don't have to be miserable to be happy. Cause you feel bad. Yeah. Fucking hate vegan. Okay. Then why are you a vegan? Clearly we have other reasons, like other things to unpack here. Like I, I was thinking right. about it this way. It's like, it, like whatever it is, the thing that like you find fulfillment in, like maybe it doesn't need to be the thing that makes you do a living. Right. I, I, I think of that sometimes, but it's like, you know, say it's something that you, you enjoy doing. Okay. It's like, well, what's the smallest possible step you can take? Cause obviously if like you're trying to pivot or you're trying to keep a dream alive, whatever it is, but you got to feed the fire, like whatever that looks like. And, and so, okay, take the smallest step. So like, if you want to be something, okay, then do it. Like, I don't know, use the internet to find a group of people that helps you fulfill those things. Or like, if you have friends who are going to be negative about the things you enjoy, either one, don't bring it up around those people or two, find new people that are like, give a shit about the things you care about. Like, <laughs> right, maybe I'm yeah, I, I know that's a hard thing to do, but like that happens. Like, especially I've heard even on this podcast, people have told me stories about people who give up drinking because they wanted to 
do more things with their time. And they're mm -hmm. like, their friends talk shit to them. Like, oh, what, you're too good for us now because you drink or don't want to drink? It's like, no, not necessarily. Like, just because I don't drink doesn't, like, doesn't mean anything about you. Like, I can still be around you and have just as much fun. Just right. the fact that I don't have a, a beer in my hand is, doesn't dictate any value. <laughs> like that, like this is a stupid example, but it, I, I think it's an example they get in people's heads. Um, you know, and it's like just because you enjoy a thing, right? Like if you like talking about writing or whatever it is. The other thing too is like, how many different careers are there for people? Like we've we've named not even one percent of possible careers in this conversation. <laughs> so it's right. like. All the imposterism aside, like at the individual level, but like if you blow that up, there is room for everybody to do the thing they want to do because there are so many damn careers in the world. Like it's wild. If you really want to think like just go like on one of those like job posting sites and just type in the thing you'd want to do and just see how many jobs pop up. I'm sure it's going to be in the thousands, especially even as like you're near a major city or whatever mm -hmm. nearest major city you're near, easily in the thousands. Unless it's something yeah. hyper specific, but still, like, yeah, oh, that, yeah. I mean, you could pivot, and that's it. That I was when you were bringing that up, I was wondering if this idea that like something you're passionate about has to be what makes you money. I wonder if that feeds into this because it's like I'm I not getting. So. I like I like art. Or I like sports, whatever. But I'm not getting paid from it. So then you have this unfulfillment. But it's like you don't have to adhere financial success to fulfillment i think those are kind of two separate things right yeah um, sometimes they align and that's fine but i don't think that it has to be that way so when you mentioned pivoting i think that's really important where it's like say you do have this career goal in mind but maybe just sometimes shit doesn't work the way you think it's going to work usually that's how yeah. stuff plans out very rarely someone like this is exactly how it's going to happen and then it happens like that i don't know if that's happened for anyone <laughs> right, like, <laughs> I think I think that's a thing called life where it never goes yeah. to a plan <laughs> where you have to be able to pivot and so yeah there's going to be jobs say you want to be say you're like I love writing right like for myself I love writing um I, I want to work in film but I love writing so I can still work on film stuff but if I can get a job where I'm still writing that's cool that's still you know what I mean it's still getting me to where I want to go right so right. in terms of financial thing, there's that. But then it's also like there's things I love that I have no desire to get paid for. Would that be right. sick if that was the case? Fuck yeah. Like I love sports. If I can get paid to do whatever in sports. Yeah. I'm not like if someone offered me that, I would have been like, nah. Sure, you, could be, you could be a sports writer. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so that's where you can, like, you can pivot if that's what you want to do. And hell yeah. yeah but it's like my love for football or basketball or whatever it's not adhered to like a financial identity either like yeah i'm never gonna i mean i do pretty well in fantasy football you know what i'm saying but yeah, right. outside of that i'm not gonna make a dollar off the nfl like that's just not right. my path and like but i do love sunday to watch football i love that's like a thing it's my thing i usually will write while i'm watching i have my like the phone or whatever up while i'm watching it it's like, I love doing it. So I'm going to always do that. Yeah. Period. I'll never get paid from that. That's fine. I don't have to. But, and I think that, I think that's an important thing to say. I it just, in general, like I, I, a lot of the people I listen to talk about parenting as being something that they find super fulfilling and let, like, let's not be, let's not kid ourselves. It's not like parenting is always sunshine and roses. Let's be real. But like, like 
more often than not do I hear people say like it's the like identifying as a parent is one of the most fulfilling things they do in their life. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, like clearly that is not something that gets you a monetary gain. Like, <laughs> right. like it just comes with the territory, but still right. like, there's a lot of these things. And I, I think about this a lot, just like, you know, just what is it? It's like, there's this obsession in, either as young people or driven people where it's like everything you do has to be like d directly correlated with a goal that is like, if you do the, like you see all these hacky things on, on like Instagram, or whatever, it's like do these 10 things and you'll make a million dollars or you'll gain followers to make money and, or become yeah. an influencer, whatever the hell, what would clickbait insert clickbait here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking annoys me because it's like, God, like, yeah, that's fine. If that's like what you want to gamify, but like, I am not a big fan of gamifying life. Like, like there's there, there's a point you can take it to like make habits, make your like smooth out your idiosyncrasies, whatever it looks like to to kind of keep your own worst behaviors at bay, whatever that looks like. But I think there's a certain point where you have to kind of like throw it out the window, it, it, similar to like what you said about moderation, where it's like you can shoot yourself in the foot because it's like oh. Well, if I do this, I'm not furthering my goals, like by hanging out with friends or people you care about in your life or doing activities that might be like seem ridiculously expensive or unachievable. It's like a, the shortness of life, so to speak, like um, in the in the one podcast I shared to you with the authors die with zero from Bill Perkins. And he he basically talked about it is like you need to live your life, not for some imagined future when you're you know, you got whatever X amount of dollars in the bank and you can go you know, you're 60 years old and you're going on all these cruises or travel Europe now, because he's like, there's a point where that you'll get maximum enjoyment out of a thing when you, at a certain age, when you're able-bodied to enjoy those things. And I think that is something that is really understated. Um, like we defer gratification too much, yeah. right? Like there's, there's a double-edged sword again. Like we're talking, I mean, there's so much nuance in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> But like, like the author, he talked about it where he said he was like in Hawaii and he was like surfing. I think it was like for a wedding party or something like that or hanging out with friends on a vacation. And he's like in his 50s or something. He's like, yeah, I know that I have a problem with my back and I might need to go get surgery. And he's like, he's like, I could have said no, just knowing that I might fuck up my back. I mean, I think this is probably pretty pertinent to you with your psych nerve pain you mentioned. Um, and he's like, well, you know what? I just did it. Like, if this is the last time I ever surfed, then cool. I'm glad I did it because odds are it probably is. And he's like, at right. least I did it now and got like, got like my last enjoyable experience than being able to be like, damn, I never got to do that. Right. Cause how many people live their life because they have maybe not regret per se, but they, they live their life with this thing of like, damn, I, I didn't go all in on myself or go all in with the people around me because now I can't have like i don't have those memories right like and it's like those memories are what matter more than than how many zeros you have in your bank account or how many things like you're not going to remember the fact that you didn't do something right like you like you said you went and performed on stage like you'd be disappointed that you didn't go on stage but now you have more memories about being on stage and you can say you did it and you don't have to live with the fact that you never did Exactly. Exactly. And like, <laughs> say it went terribly. Say it was embarrassing. I bombed, whatever. Yeah. That would suck in the moment. 
but you'd get over it. And then you probably mean, laugh about it. Don't <laughs> you? Like, that's the thing that's funny to me is like, you're going to suck the first time you do everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Bro. My <laughs> <laughs> ever performed was so crazy. <laughs> I was just like, it's the first time I didn't have any real practice. I just went up there. I had some songs that probably, if I look at it today, were awful. Yeah, um, you probably I, hate them. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even have access to them anymore. They're, I don't fucking even know what they would have been. But, dude, it's like super, just like way too hype and just like fucking way too much energy for these songs that did not deserve that kind of great emotional fucking bandwidth. It was just like weird, but it was fun. And like, if I didn't do it that time, I wouldn't have got to the point like being more comfortable and being able to play with like when to turn it up and like pull it back and stuff. And that this is not to say I was the best performer ever. I'm not. It was far from it, but I got right. better. And the journey in that and getting better, I actually love doing it. Uh, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, Don. I just maybe. No, you're know. good. I, I mean, I think that's like the perfect way to explain it, though, because it's like, I think about people who always say like, it's like, well, I'm not good, right? Like when you when you see someone who is like doing art or doing music, are like the easy examples, and it's like, well, why don't you like put that online or something? And then they immediately say, nah, I'm like, eh, I'm not good. And like I've always had this point of like. I mean, it's really why I started writing even for the feeding curiosity and, and whatnot was it wasn't really, it was like, it wasn't to think that I was like special and gifted as a writer. It was more of that. If I want to be better at this thing that is writing, I either, I need to do two things. It's I need to write, but it, it can't be just for me because if I don't put it out in the world, nobody is like, I'm not going to get real time feedback to call out. And, and not only that, but to track my progress in real time. Like it's, it's only through the, 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 like taking, um, like stock of then and now. Right. And it's like, it's kind of like, this is the positive version of reflecting instead of using it as an anxiety provoking way or like beating yourself up for things you didn't do. Mm -hmm. The only way you can see your growth is by like having timestamps and say, Oh, look it, here's when I like the first thing I ever wrote and here's where I am today. And you should hope to say what you just said about your music career. It's like the things I wrote then sucked. You should never be able to say that the things you wrote then is better than what you're doing now. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. It should always be growing and getting better. <laughs> like it's, it's the process of doing it. Right. And yeah, you know, people start like, I don't make me, I still write music like a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of these days I'm going to drop a banger and it's going to come out of nowhere. One of these days, but it's just like, that's not, that's not the, like what I'm looking for, I'm, you know, again, pivoted. Um, but it's like the con continuously doing something, right? And getting yeah. better at it. And of course, you're going to look back and be like, wow, the fact that I kept going, I got so much better at this. But like, if I would have never started, I would have never got to this point. And then if I would have stopped at that point, right, I would have still never got to this point. Because you look at, oh, this sucks, right? All that stuff, all that stuff is there. But I, I, I do think that again and this is where my mind has been recently of like really just trying to love the now and like the process and everything and just be like not even think about an end goal like kind of remove that like i have this idea of where i want to be in 20 years 10 years whatever five years all that but i'm almost trying to like not even think about that yeah in a way and just be so much like this is what i can do today Okay, this is what I can do tomorrow. 
Now you need a little bit of plant. You can't just be all like that because there's shit. It's, you got to plan right. for stuff, right? There, some of there is some planning, but like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like almost having a hard reset mm-hmm. to unmarry of like these lofty expectations that might set you up for disappointment. Um, and just being like, whatever it looked like, it'll look like, but like, I can enjoy what's happening in front of me right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a quote. Um, I forget who it is. I'll look it up in a second here, but it's do what you do what you can with where you're at right now. Yeah. And it, it's basically, you, you just revise that over time because it's like, like, and I, I would do want to caveat what I said of like, you should always be growing. And it's not to say going back to like running as the example. It's not to say that, sure, things might happen, like you, you fall out of practice and you can't run as far or as fast as you could before, or you get injured, God forbid, right? That's just reality of things. Things atrophy, you, you fall out of habit, whatever it is. But the point is that even though you might stop doing a thing, like the actual like competing portion of it, you'll still pick up things that you didn't know even a couple of months from now about the things you continually do in your life. That could be your own habits, your own routines. It could be the technical things about like, what do you like to eat? Cause that's going to change. And the things that help you perform better or the like, Oh, Hey, wait, or maybe you're getting lazy and you're eating shit that you shouldn't be eating. And you know that it makes you feel like shit, but then you eat it anyways. Like <laughs> stuff like that. It's like this process of like understanding what works best for you. And it just never stops effectively. It's right. like, you're constantly tweaking it and being like, okay, well, what's the best formula that works for me? And that's why this is so hard. And like so many people look for this, like, well, what's optimal? Like, what are the five things I should do? And it's like, no, like if I just give you the prescriptive, like do these 10 things, the odds you're going to follow through with that, like stick with it for any period of time, it's not going to, because what actually needs to happen. And this is why we can't talk in any specifics. All we can do is talk about what works for us is that you need to figure out where things slot into your life. Because the fact that I like to work out after I go to like after work days over at like four thirty five o'clock might not work for you for many different factors, or right. you're just too fucking tired after your work day, or you're just too busy because you have other shit going on in your life. Fair enough. And so it's like all you could do is hear some of these ideas and then figure out how to slot it in in the giant <laughs> giant Lego block that is your life. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, because this it's hard. Like life is difficult. Yeah. Mean, like, a lot this, of moving pieces right and, <laughs> like the and dude this the, the the feeling that it's like how we're talking about this stuff and we're basically saying that never ends right mm-hmm. and i think that's what makes it difficult and scary and why i mean i've done it too sometimes i, I don't know specifically what but you kind of look for like quick ways to figure something out so you don't have to deal with it anymore that's yeah. normal like i fucking i do that all the time I don't want to fucking think about this anymore. Just, you know, I just to make that automatic, you know, yep. maybe it'll take 30 minutes, whatever. <laughs> um, get to that point. And so if someone comes up with like, here's 10 steps to train belly fat. Like, you know, it's so easy to be like, just, let me just click, let me see what this is. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe this one will have the right answer. <laughs> yeah. 90% of the time it's just clickbait shit where they say like, there is no 10 quick tips. It's just, you have to do this. It's the same shit you already know that you got to do. Got to eat better. You got to work out. Like, you see what I mean? There's no 10 quick tips to that. Um, yeah, but you don't want to hear that. You want, you want there to be 10 quick tips. Like, that's what you want yeah. to have. I, I actually heard the summarization of, like, how to not, like, how to stay healthy from, like, a nutrition standpoint. And it's like, don't eat too much. Don't eat too little. 
and then eat a variety of food sources. Yeah. That's never going to be a clickbait thing. Yeah. It's like, like it's never going to work. People are like, well, no fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> make it easier. Or oh, maybe eat more protein, whatever that looks like to you. Right. And that's why it's just like, dude, just what do you like? Let's start here. What do you like eating? Like, let's just start there. I like pizza. Okay, cool. What else? <laughs> Can't just be. You know, <laughs> pizza too heavy, but like, you know, you get yeah. down to it. And then you finally, you'll get to something where it's like, okay. And I'm only saying this because this is literally what I had to do with myself, right? To eat healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big vegetable person. I just fuck that. Like broccoli, fuck broccoli, bro. It's <laughs> like straight up. I know I saw like that Arnold video, but like, honestly, fuck broccoli. It's so disgusting. It's a little nasty tree. Fuck it. But let's say like mini tree boy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's just not delicious. Like you're never gonna lie to me to tell me broccoli. You like broccoli? No, you're fucking that's Stockholm syndrome. You don't actually like it. Right. <laughs> anyway, outside of that, but like I figured out what I do like, and so like I like greens, I like spinach, I like sweet, and mm. whatever. Go down the list, and I'm like, okay, all of those things are healthy. Incorporate that. I don't have to eat broccoli just because. When you like listen to these people, I say like, oh, do they eat chicken breast and broccoli and this stuff? That's like, I don't fucking like that. So that's not a realistic like process for me to go down that road because I'm going to fall off. I'm going to fall. Like I can do it for a week. And the second someone mentions a slice of pepperoni, I'm fucked. (laughs) I'm I'm gone. You know what I mean? Like, fuck that. I love that. Right. But if you're You're like, yo, pizza, let's get it. All of it right now. Yeah. And what's not to say you can't eat junk food every now and then again moderation so that's not the connection i'm trying to make but in terms of if if i know what i do like it makes it easier that i can crave those things and so when someone's like do you want pizza and i'm like nah dude i got i got this really good meal and like the one i just sent the recipe i just sent you today like yeah even i have no if someone came up to me is like let's go get this fire burger i'm gonna be real i'd probably be like all right what's up with it be honest but i'm just saying like it, it, it's easier for me to say like no i got this meal i just cooked it's really good like i'm actually craving it right like it's good and so it's like you're enjoying that so you, i'm fulfillment might be like a strong word but it's like i'm feeding no pun intended but feeding things within myself that i enjoy doing so it, it, i'm making it easier in that sense but it's not yeah. a 10 step quick process to health it's just yeah you know what I, mean? I mean, I was thinking about this and like that it, it's path of least resistance, right? And it's like the more feedback loops you can create for yourself and it's like it's coupled with fulfillment, but it's also like the more things you can create, it's like a flywheel, right? For you to be the version of yourself that you want to be. Um, we don't think about this too much where we, we, we kind of like to make friction for ourselves or or we we create these psychological walls, right? Like with with you, if you pay attention to language about, especially like food, I think food is one of these ones where it's like, oh, well, I can't eat that, right? I'm sure you remember hearing this when you were training people and stuff like that. And that's really dangerous because what basically is going to happen is a lot of times you'll see people where they say they can't eat a thing or they create boundaries around what's good and bad. And that makes it so that basically something will happen in your life where you're off. It could be sleeping, like you have a shitty day of sleep or you party for some reason, or you have a bad day at work. And then you're going to be like, fuck it. I'm going to go, you know, do the, like, go to like the naughty list, so to speak, and and fly off the handle. And and basically what that does is, is you start 
then creating that negative feedback loop all over again that allows you to to feel bad for yourself because you've you've created this thing of like, well, today's a shitty day. I'm going to go do the things I shouldn't be doing. And then you do it. And now you've basically just checked out today and say, today is trash, right? <laughs> and then that makes, yeah. And then you make, that makes tomorrow uh, like even more likely for you to follow through with feeling like trash because now yeah. you can think about yesterday because um, there's actually a psychological pr principle about this, basically that, the preceding 24 hours feeds into like your mental state feeds into the next 24 hours. So that this kind of goes into like Sunday into Monday kind of thing. Like why Sunday scaries equals bad Mondays for a lot of yeah. people, because if you do things on Sunday that kind of set up your, your mindset to have a bad day there, then your, if your mental state is some total negative, then going into Monday, it's going to be negative again, or more likely to remain negative. And then, you know, that just keeps bouncing from day to day to day. And you just keep repeating the cycle of bad days because you're not doing things that help you feel like you're getting the most out of your day, that you feel like you've accomplished things that you're happy with. And so the thing is, is that you need to figure out how to make it so that your days feel like they're in line with what you want to be. And, or, and it's not even just like, I'm not talking about like, you have to feel like you're Jesus on top of the world or whatever the fuck. Like, it just like... Do something that makes you happy. Like it could be as simple as like, I really like waking up a little bit early with the sun sunrise and maybe I have a book and I drink coffee and yep. you do that for 15 minutes or yep. whatever it takes. And then maybe you walk or something, something simple. doesn't need yeah. to be like you're, you're going to go do like David Goggins self-imposed marathon and run all day. Like right. <laughs> that doesn't mean, <laughs> that's not what I mean by fulfillment here. What I mean is like, how do you set yourself up so that you can take each thing in your day that leads into tomorrow so that you feel like you've accomplished as much as you possibly can? Right. And that's fucking interesting because one, I think that explains hump day and Wednesday because it's like mm. getting that little spark. So then by the time Friday comes around, now you're excited. Obviously, when you're not working and stuff like that, but I, that makes so much sense. And um, to what you're saying, like, you know, maybe it's getting up early, maybe it's doing this, but it's like what what I've been focused and it's, let me start it. But it's hard to do these things. Like when it's like, I know I would like this, or maybe I don't know if I like it, but I feel like something's there. I want to try it. It's so much easier to do the opposite of that and be like, well, I'm not going to get up early. I'm going to whatever. Right. It's so much easier, which sucks, but it's so much easier to do like the wrong thing or yeah, maybe not right or wrong, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, and like for me, for example, right. I've been trying to get on this kick of like getting up early, driving to the beach, um, and reading with the sunrise. I've been trying to do that for so long, but this is what this would have to be, right? I'd have to get up at probably like realistically like five, if we're being real. I have to check what time the sunrise is too, but let's say the sunrise is at 638. I'd have to realistically get up at five. Do I have stuff I have to do to get ready? Leave here by like 545 to make it to the beach to in time to get to the water, set up, and then watch the sunrise. That's hard. That's not a good, that's a harder thing to do than just be like, I'm gonna just wake up when I wake up, like normally. Um, but I understand that the reward if I did that and made that a habit, oh dude, my days would oh man. I, I can just say, I can sit here and honestly say, like, I think I would have great days. If I did that, um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I think that's 100% right. It's like doing these little things and they don't have to be the same thing every day, but just doing little things to get you excited for it every day. So what we're saying is like creating this habit so that you can like enjoy going to the beach, right? Like instead of like your habit being like almost like a friction um, to to enjoy it. And and I think we do this to ourselves. It's, it kind of goes back to the very beginning of this, right? Like of the, the higher level fulfillment thing where it's not about maybe picking the one thing, right? Like thing that you feel like you're, is like your calling in life, right? But it's more of like, okay, can you say that the majority of your days in a week per se, like we cut this down to the, the, the smallest, not even maybe this like the, the most amount of hours or, or even going smaller is like, can you say there's something that you got fulfillment in a single day? And can you call it a win? Like, what's the smallest possible win you can give yourself to enjoy um, your time, you know, your like whatever a day is? Because that, like, that just feedback, it creates that feedback loop into the next 24 hours. Yeah. And to, trying to do that as often as possible. Yeah. And you saying that made me think of it like this, like thinking of it from like a, like almost like a bottom up thought process where it's like, you don't have to look at the biggest thing, like, what, what's my purpose in life? Though. But like, that's so fucking, that's a crazy ass question. You know what I mean? But like, if you just, yeah, for bottom, sure. that it's like, I think if you can break it up in three categories and this is, I'm actually, I'm saying this cause I'm going to practice this the rest of this week and see how it goes. I'll report back. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what I'm thinking is like, if you break up, not even individual tasks, but just like do three things that fall into these categories. So the first one is do something that's, that you like to do. It has no other consequence. It's just you like doing it, whether it's playing a video game for two hours, whatever that is, just have something in the day that you do that. The next thing is do something that is also good for you. So like health wise, right? Like eat a healthy meal, workout or something like that, but that you also enjoy doing. So if that's running, if that's working out, if that's yoga, whatever that is, but do something like that. And then the third thing would be something that you may not want to do necessarily, but you know, will be good for you. So I can relate that to like the anxiety before performance. That's the, in that moment, I don't want to perform. I'm fucking like, I want to do anything but this. You know what I mean? Um, and every day, I wonder if you do everything like that. Because then this one on the far end, you're doing something that's good for you, but you don't want to. is pushing you to not be comfortable, but to still keep going forward in that process. The next one is like a little bit of both, right? You still enjoy it, but you know it has that residual positive effect. And then the last one is like, do reward yourself for those things. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, I mean, if, if that doesn't help you either like push toward more fulfillment or at the very least pushing you out of your comfort zone to, I mean, that would, that directly counters act the imposter syndrome stuff too. If you think about it. Cause it's, cause what is imposter syndrome? It's, 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 not, it's a belief that you aren't capable of what you think you what you're selected to be capable for, right? It's a, it's a, your skills aren't like you're outside of like you're too far outside of your comfort zone, I guess is the way to, to think about it. And this is a way of like, how do you break that into smaller steps so that you can continue to say, like build confidence in yourself to say, no, I am capable of things I didn't think I could do. Right. I don't know. That's cool. Uh, yeah. that'll be cool to see what happens and you could do an easy super easy spreadsheet on like you know just have those three days or three things and then just kind of start 
telling you off like every day that you do those things and just see like, okay, for every time I've done it, like, do I feel different? I've done this for a month. What happened? And then maybe do like a little journal about it. Like, (laughs) and just see how your mental, like your headspace changes in time and in, in relation to, to pushing yourself that way. Yeah. No, I'm really, I'm glad we had this talk. I feel like as preachy as like it might've sounded, this is for me. (laughs) I'm working on this shit too. So it's like, yeah, uh, I'm glad we had this talk. Cause like just talking through it made me say, like, Oh, okay. This makes sense. Let's see how that works. I, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. I'll make the spreadsheet. Um, and then maybe the next podcast we can start and like reflect yeah, on how I'm, something like I'm, that. Yeah. I'm super down with that. I mean, that's why I did like, I want to talk about this stuff because it's all these things that are like thoughts about, you know, I just turned 32, so it's like I've been just thinking about, like, okay, like, what do I want the next decade to be? Like, that's really what it comes down to. And it's like the only way the next decade is better than the last decade is if you are get honest about the things that you fallen short about or the things, and maybe not even falling short, it might be too hard, but, like, just like, okay, like, well, where I'm at right now, what do I think I need to be working on that will put me in what feels like the best position for myself? You know, and it's, and a lot of it is really for people who probably listen to me, I love longevity stuff, but it's like, if you don't feel good, like what's going on in here, like your own thoughts and the own conversation and then how that reflects on the people around you. Like, like if you're taking out your shit on other people around you, like you're in, like, it doesn't matter if you live to 120 or whatever, like if you're horrible to be around, not only with yourself, but other people, like you got work to do. I don't, and I don't, like, I don't mean to be preachy and it's not to say that I, like, I'm, I'm a saint either, but like, it's, it's, it's one of these, I got just think it's really important and it's like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm 30 now. And I, like, I don't want to be like 45 and be like (laughs) a menace, you know, and be like, oh my God, I've spent half of my life, you know, like if I live to a hundred, I spent half of my life living this way. And like, Jesus, like, and now I've done irreversible damage to people around me because I'm horrible and i didn't even really want to realize it um you know it's it's stuff like that that i think about a lot and it, it's like okay like you need to be just conscious like you got to put be conscious and put effort in to make sure that i don't you're, you're putting your best foot forward yeah 100 percent, man i mean 100 percent. we're at that we're at that point it's a pivotal pivotal point 10 years oh, yeah. from now 15, yo, the fact that you just said 45, that's like 15 years from now and 15 years, that's like half-life. What the fuck? Who are this man? Put it like that. I was like, oh, damn. Who is like, shit, bro. I, I, like, I didn't mean to be like crazy, but like, yeah, I mean, realistically, like. <laughs> no, I mean, that. that's that's straight up. So like there's, and I feel like this goes for anyone at any time. There's no better time than now. If you like want to, again, it sounds so preachy, but I, I just, I feel like it's not because I feel like we're working things out that we're also working through. So it's like, yeah, not like everyone do this and we have it figured out. It's like, no, this is what, you know, personally, when <laughs> we have this conversation, I've been so fixated on like, you know, how do I get to this point where it's like, I'm pushing myself and I'm not beating myself up for pushing myself. And I feel good about what I'm doing. Like, I want to enjoy this time and not be like, fuck, yeah. I haven't made a million dollars yet. I fucking suck. Like, I don't want to feel right. like that. It's, you right. know, You're like, I should be driving a Lambo or wearing that Gucci suit. Yeah, I don't want that. Hey, if that's your goal, I'm not going to say don't get the Gucci suit and the the Lambo, but like. I want all that. I mean, (laughs) I guess I'm more, I want financial freedom. 
more than right, just yeah. <laughs> but like if that financial freedom allows me to get a Gucci suit, fuck it. Like, you know right. Hell yeah. If you're gonna ball out and be like, hey, I yeah. got an extra <laughs> Uh, hey, hey, Say I, love, bro. I want to be. I want it. I want it. <laughs> hey, no, no shame. <laughs> you can have whatever you want to have. You know, we we live right. in a modern society where you can have just about anything you want. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just it's just a matter of being smart and putting in the work. You know, it's. I think that's the other part of this. It's like, it's it's the the idea of like the sunk cost of like, well, I should just give up because it had like good thing hasn't happened now. It goes back to that idea of painting, you know, the mountain is created one layer at a time. It really, it's like, it's the lifetime. It's the, like, hey, you've spent your life focusing on this category, whatever it looks like. And that for some people, it might not be a thing that is like an outward facing product, like music, art, yeah. uh, writing, whatever. And that's fine. I think, it, I, I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people or a lot of worlds would be better off if people spent more time focusing on the people that were closest to them, family, friends, and et cetera, or community, right? Like maybe you're not super close with family or whatever, but like if you have a club that you love to go to with like a community event of some kind, I think that's totally a reasonable goal for, for other people. And I think that is a way forward with the future that needs people to be connected. I think we feel like we're, it's like a paradox and this is probably for a future conversation, but like the paradox of the online world is that we are probably more, like, we feel more disconnected than we've ever been, even though we're more connected than we've ever been. But it's like, it's almost like this weird juxtaposition of the screens. Like, we've somehow take th three-dimensional people and squash them into two dimensions. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah, I, think, I think you're feeling that by saying, like, hey, we're being preachy. But I think what we're trying to do here is be, like, real, like, authentic. Like, hey, we're just average people who are you know, I mean, technically adults, but like at the same time, we've come up in this world that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Actually, there's a book called by David Brooks called The Road to Character. Highly recommended to most people. But he makes it he makes a split in the book and it's the entire premise of, of it. And it's basically we set up most of our life thinking about resume values. But in reality, what we should really be aiming for is eulogy values. The things that your friends and your family are going to be remembering you for and that they're going to say about you when you're gone or like close to being gone. And like, those are the things that people remember. It's like, oh, hey, like what was the character of my grandfather or my father when they were around me? And like, what do I remember them for? Or like, hey, this is my best friend and this is what I remember them for. And what like, so not to be dark, but what do you want to be remembered for legitimately? And if you can think of like five or 10 different things that you really want to be remembered for and you're not trying to live those principles today, you might want to start. And I don't want to be preachy, but <laughs> I I live by that. Like I try to like like who I am here talking like this, this is how I would talk to anybody. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean that's 100%. I'm going to check that out. Um the I love that book. That, it's great. That's an awesome way to look at it and it's, you know, I think that's important. That's more important, but you can, it's easy to lose sight of. So I don't you know, I'm not yeah. lost on that with people. It's so easy to get fixated on these external monetary kind of things. Um, but that thing right there, that little, you know, you put that up somewhere, it can ground you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like just bring it back when things start feeling like you're losing control or touch or whatever. It's just like, okay, why am I doing this? Why are these things? Yep. Important? It's not for the money. Like I want to be financially free, not 
for to have a lot of money. It's not just for that. It's not, <laughs> I want to be able to support and help everyone that I care about in every way. If someone like one of the homies comes up like, hey, I'm struggling or hey, I, I want to start a, anything. That's why I want to be able to help people out in that way. You know, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we don't have to go too far into that. But I mean, that's yeah. like, I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. That. I, I just thought it just reminded me of that because it's like, I feel like we've been circling this idea and I think that encapsulates kind of like everything we've been talking about in, in like living a life that you will find fulfilling. And it's yeah. like, well, what do you want to remember for? Top, of- <laughs> right. start there and then so, everything else will kind of click into place. <laughs> and just enjoy every day as best you can. I know it's fucking hard, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we went as always long. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up with this one i'm and i'm curious like if anyone has like read these books or has any other ideas um around this space i mean there's not a shortage of ideas here yeah. but um always looking for more ideas because it's i mean all we can do is hopefully be pointed in the right direction and see what works best so anyone out there who's got ideas or things you might have missed we're all ears well everyone thank you all for getting through today's episode i hope you all enjoyed it I hope you took something away. And as you can probably tell, it gets me all really fired up to talk about these ideas because it I just accumulate so much information from other podcasts, from other sources. And when I have a conversation like this with a good friend, I can let loose on what I've been thinking about and don't have an outlet to do that in normal conversation, really. And so with that, if you've made it all the way through here, you can consider, you know, liking, subscribing and doing all that stuff. But what I really would care about is if you have any feedback for us, because I really just want to keep getting better and better at what we do here. It would not be fitting for this podcast to be the never-ending project that is life. Well, Feeding Curiosity for me is that never-ending project in a different form. Until I'm no longer here, I want to be getting better at doing this. So if you enjoy what we do, please consider leaving a comment heading over to the website at feedingcuriosity.net. Or if you really, really like what we do, you can head over to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash feedingcuriosity. Or you can head over to our Spotify page and support us directly. As always, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all in the next episode.